Hello everyone, welcome to Scott and Paul Berman Podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here, joining as always my good friend and a little bit stoned, Paul Byrne. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yes, yes he certainly is. <laughs> he certainly is. I thought I'd get out of the way because you were about to mention it. No, I'm, I'm very professional today. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and for what we're going to be talking about, uh, I'm sure it won't impede your ability to talk about Fraser. Oh, hell no, hell no, that'll be funky. Yeah. But, Paul, we uh, all who will see the title of this podcast by now, by the time it's up, will know what we're here talking about. But right now you don't know what we're talking about, and I'm going to get into this Fraser thing that I've put together that I'm going to present to you as someone loudly drives by the window, whether or not the microphone picked that up. I don't know yet until I listen back to it. Maybe yeah. some maybe some people listening will be like Shug from Still Game and be able to tell you exactly what any car is, just by the noise going past. And I would take interest if I knew anything or wanted to know anything about cars. Well, there you go. You ever have that one of those particular feels that you know there are a lot of people who are way interested and be like, I could not give two shits about it. Well, there's always programs and magazines about cars and they're like, I don't get it's a fucking car. I, I watch a YouTube channel about um, World War Two rations. <laughs> it's most interesting. No, I'm not about things you're, you're thinking about. Like, is there anything that you know there are other people who are interested in but you look at like, I don't get it. How are you so interested in this field of thing? Both. Train and plane spotting. I don't get that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get train spotting because, mm-hmm. like, you get your classic trains and yeah, the yeah. steam trains and things. They're kind of cool. But in general, I don't get that. Yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were just going to say trains and you're like, because I like trains. But, like, yeah. I, I, but I would never be interested enough to become a train spotter. No, I'd definitely be interested, like, a, like if you could go on one of those trips or you could go on one of those old classic trains. Oh, yeah, I've technically been on... You know, like Orient Express or like the Scotsman or some shit Yeah, like yeah, I've that. not been on one of them. But I remember I went to Aviemore and they had this wee steam train. I don't know if it's still there. That's pretty cool. But it only goes a couple of stops. You get off, everybody walks a bit for a bit, you come back. You know? <laughs> but, you know, as a as a as someone who's got the mind of a child and remembers watching Thomas as a child, yeah. <laughs> I went past an old yard where all the other trains and I'm like, oh, that's the train that the base of that character off and that <laughs> one. I was about 14 when I did this, by the way. <laughs> hey, well, no, there is no shame in that, man. Do you know what? I still, I still get the feels... Do you know, I'm sure I might have mentioned this to you before, but you know the the Transport Museum, right? Yeah. And I've told you before, like, what they've done uh-huh. really pissed me off, because I, I don't know if you've been to the new Transport Museum. Not for a long, long but time. But honestly, it sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. It's like, it's got no soul anymore. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the old ones so many times, and... Just, I mean, even just the smell of the place, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, the smell of the, totally the old trams and the old buses and things. Mm-hmm. And then you'd get to walk down that old street, and it was Aye. the coolest fucking thing. You'd walk down this old street, and you'd see the old buildings and mm. the old shops. And you could even go into the old cinema and sit uh-huh. in it. You could smell all the, like... All the, I know what people don't appreciate, like, old smells and things, you know, but... Yeah, I get you. you know, I, I recognise particular smell. The idea. mustiness of the place. You can you even smell, like... Like fucking tobacco smoke for long years <laughs> past. It was, it was engaging. It was, it was engaging. And the new one is so goddamn sterile. It, it's painful. Yeah, I, I went to no long after it opened to get with it, what the feel of what it was. I mean, yes, it's bigger and everything. There's more stuff in there, but yeah, you said yeah, it's it's new. I mean, I I want to go back because I can't remember what yeah. I thought of it the first time around. Yeah, but I, I get what you mean. Like I went there. A shitload of times as a as a boy, 
Yeah, because like you had the art, you had the Kilmore Vagas, which is across the road, still yeah. there, obviously. Yeah. But uh, it was always a thing where we'd make a point of going there for some days and then going across to the Transparisian. Yeah. But then, I, but then there'd be certain days I'd be annoyed because we spent too long in the art gallery. Like, oh, we've only got so many time to go in the transport museum. Go on. Oh, I look at these trains. See, I used to go into the transport museum and we'd go around and we'd walk down the street. Uh-huh. And then we'd go to the cafe and get, like, ice cream and shit. Yeah. And iron brew bars and we were still that kind of sour that made your face grow up. I never cool. I never <laughs> got anything inside of any. I remember there used to be an ice cream van across the road, but, but usually stations across the road from the trans museum mm. to go and see what they got and then takes an ice all over them when we go well, that'd be the van that'd be the van that would go in through the park and all that kind of thing you know yeah, I, I, I never used to see it anywhere I mean I know there was like a particular model of van that was always around mm. but like I usually just seen it outside of that museum because also they didn't know that oh it's a weekend there'll be people with their wings around so far yeah. here you know I know we ramble a lot but when it's something cool like that it's very funky yeah, yeah. It's a weird bit. It's more localized nostalgia. But I'm localized sure there's. Nostalgia. I'm sure there's a, a place that a lot of locals and tourists go, and anyone else is particular. They think, oh, that's not there anymore. That thing changed, and I don't like yeah. this change. You know, people can. There's a lot of people there who don't like change. I'm sure they can relate. I hate change. <laughs> you, now you've got me thinking all about. Uh, yeah. Chilling in the trans museum. That's a discussion for. Off air. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I bummed you out on that one, man. It was just nostalgic for me. No, I get, I get you. Yeah. I always remember getting in trouble for going on the trams as well. Like You'd always try and sneak up the stairs and then you'd, you'd yeah, mad whatever. Go, get off it, you're not supposed to be on the bloody That's thing. why I was always weird. It's always weird in still game where they go to the transport museum in an episode and Victor or Jaguar one is coming down the stairs. Coming down the stairs, yeah. Coming down the tram. But no, every time I went past the tram, there's always a wee chain thing that. I yeah, see, and stay off. Aye. Get out, you prick. I do not. Although you were, there were one or two trains you were allowed to climb up inside. Oh, one or two. One uh, or two. Do you know what fucking... And, and yet, yet, somehow that's safer than climbing inside a tram which with a bunch of seats inside uh, it. Do I, seriously, do you know what's seriously fucking bummed me out in that new transport museum? What's that? One of the exhibits I've seen mm-hmm. was a fucking mannequin in a hoodie and skater jeans with a skateboard. That was that was one of the exhibits, and I thought, really, skate skaters are mm-hmm. are cake now, you know what I mean? And it it was labelled two thousand and six, and I was like, good Christ! Like, it was, it, I'm pretty sure skateboards have been around long before two thousand six. No, but that particular, that particular look of skateboarding, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was like, really. I don't. I'm sure the the reason would be, oh, skateboards they're a mode of transportation, but like. Yeah, we're, so we're not archaic. Well, we're not out of date. I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't put it in the same museum as you have one of the weird, like you said, the old streets or like the fucking big trains, like. Yeah. And then this, like, that's like that's the equivalent of like wherever you go to a zoo and there's a very, there's an area with some particularly shit animals that you don't really want to see, like some birds or whatever. I loved going to a zoo when I was a kid. I know. Yeah, I seen I seen those fucking uber poisonous frogs. You know those little tiny frogs mm-hmm. and they're like fucking dago colours and shit. Like blue and orange and shit. I seen those things and I was like, ooh. I seen a dead frog in the park the other day. Well, that's uplifting. I'm sorry, really. Like, <laughs> I was at a uh, park not far from me with with my dog, yeah. and he's sniffing around, right? And then I suddenly, I I, I always see it because I nearly stepped on. I just seen it, just as like as as it as it usually is, like the arms outside, the wee legs, the part just flattened out, just like, oh. like because I don't live in an area where you'd necessarily see a lot of frogs. I'm just like. It just makes me wonder, how did this get here? <laughs> and also, particularly, I then meant thought, 
let's get Dexter away here because like anything he finds lying around, he'll try and eat. Eat, and I and I cannot have him putting his jaws around this. Like God knows what he'll catch from this. Maybe maybe someone offed the frog and then placed it in a different location. <laughs> to hide the evidence. <laughs> Someone took a hit on the frog. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Frog's just hopping along minding his business and bedonk. It's done. <laughs> Don't know anything happened. I had to take Dexter along to the vets the other day. He had to get a wee booster diagnosis. I think he had to get once a year uh, to make sure he doesn't get wee illnesses that can affect the dog, right? Mm. And so I took him along to the vets. Right? We were walking along. It's actually within walking distance of my house. So I walked him along the street. Because, you know, we'd already been in it, but like, oh, it's the second walk of the day, he gets my chance to get some air exercise and also he gets this thing that he needs. Mm. And Jesus, you know, honestly, you, you're a big fan of the Green Mile, right? Honestly, mm. you know, when they're walking them down, you know, to go to the chair and everything. Jesus, Dexter was fine. I go push the door open to the vet. You think that's where I was taking him, like, in the Green Mile? Because all I could feel on the lead was that, was that I'd be being pulled in the opposite direction. Like, no, don't make me go. Don't make me go in there. I had to literally pick him up and take him in with him. I got confused there. Mm. Well, well, when you said the Green Mile and I responded with such like enthusiasm, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking the, the devastatingly depressing Stephen King movie. No, no, I was thinking that bloody programme with the guys were still gaming it. Okay. The Green... Oh, the, green thing grass. Like the, the Green Grass. Right? Aye. No, no, two very different things happening in there. Aye. You know what? You would not want to get that those two confused. Like, oh, I love a lad. Watch that show, that Green Mile, with the guys still gaming it. And then you got people on the electric chairs, like, the fuck's going on here? Like, the Wayne's are traumatised. Sitting there at the end, weeping, weeping through your sniveling through a tissue, going, that was the funny. <laughs> Jesus. That was the about parkies. <laughs> Jesus, they really. I mean, I was, I was amazed they got Tom Cruise to cameo. No, no, I was amazed they got Tom Hanks to cameo, but like, Jesus, lads, stick to the comedy about local <laughs> stuff, lads. I thought you were going to talk about that weird parody sketch they did to, like, Frankie Boyle's old show. No, that's not right. No. No, my God, sketch. It's not right. No, we're not going to talk about that. Bloody stupid sketch. <laughs> Sick. Anyway. I'm phoning my MP. <laughs> do you know? I was going to say, do you know who your fucking MP is? I did know, he was a wee baldy guy with specs. Oh, that now is the denied. Nobody else in this area who could be a wee baldy guy with specs. A wee baldy guy with specs, he's an SMP. Again, does not nine it down in the slightest. Iron Brute. <laughs> Anyhow. That'd be a good idea. <laughs> what, someone getting stoned while drinking Iron Brute? Yeah, just going, Iron Brute. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Could it be any better than those weird iron brew ads we made in, in uni in, no, uni, in we college? We should have made one like that with me just sitting there high as fuck going, iron brew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I even did one where it looked like we were doing a drug deal, but no, he's selling iron brew. Yeah, that's but, a good one. And I still like, you know, I know this is a, a stupid niche thing, but like, people say, oh, this thing was like ahead of it. They were, oh, Jesus, man, looking back at that. No, like, this was a year or so before they properly did the sugar tax thing. Like, yeah. if this was a year earlier, we would have been very topical with this advert. We could have, we could have took this to Iron Brew themselves. Do you know, I, I, for when that whole sugar thing was coming in, for months I would go into a shop, and yes, I would have to search, but eventually I would find a bottle of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And the last bottles I found were, you know, those 
big plastic bottles you got, mm-hmm. like bigger rest of the yeah. one one. Kept finding them slowly but surely. They still have nine, find no more. They've got nineteen oh one, that's basically the the original version. No. Nineteen oh one sucks. Why? Why does it suck? Because it just sucks. It's not the it might be the original made version, but it's not the version that we grew up with. You know? I don't understand. Well, we did not grow up with the 1901 version. We grew up with the version that they took away. So I just assumed that it had been the same recipe and that's what they were bringing back, but as in 1901, because that's when they started making it. No, no, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. I remember like they went down to like 13 or so percent, like either bottles or cans or whatever it was. Because I think the maybe sugar changes if it's a bottle or a can of juice, right? Yeah. But like the original was like like twenty seven percent or whatever. I'm pretty sure I've seen like that a tall a tall a very tall can of that iron brew energy thing they've got. I think yeah. it's also because it's a mix of iron brew, but plus like the stuff you have to put in energy drinks. And Jesus, like the amount of sugar they put in that. Like I'm surprised Jimmy Oliver hasn't been on about that. <laughs> then, I'm pretty sure I believe it was in the sixties. That's where. That's what I think. Jamie Oliver is a cunt. Well, yeah, that, everybody knows that. He is a cunt. If you don't know that, he's I mean, a cunt. for God's sake, a little while ago he was picking on Yazoo. <laughs> what, is, what has Yazoo ever done to him? I don't fucking know. You have to ask it's, him. It's a perfectly nice milkshakey type thing. <laughs> but I personally prefer those Fringy things. But Yazoo ain't bad. Alright. Well, in the steaks, you know, like milkshakes, I like those fridgey things because they're very chocolatey. You know, this is getting nicher and nicher by the minute yeah, here, the way yeah. more we're talking about this. This may be one of those niche, ends up with, niche episodes we end up doing because I'm, I'm very much in the conversation here, yeah. you know, very much. Yeah, I, I mean, where do you stand on the whole, like, like, if you had to pick between a Yazoo and a Fridgey? Probably wouldn't because I'm not really a milkshake guy. Are you not? No. What, what about it? Like um, like this, like McDonald's milkshakes. Do you like them? Never had one. Have you never had one? I, no, I just no. I think if I don't like kind of milkshake because I'm not a person who just drinks milk like on its own. Yeah. More often than not, not. I mean, I can I can drink milk. I'm not I'm not going. I'm not one of the people who can't drink milk. That would suck. No, that yeah, which no, just, no, no for milk, but more for, so for the other things that go you'd, along with you'd it. You'd be and farty. It would it, suck. It, it's not. It's no uh, to do with like milk. I think it's like the fact that milk makes a lot of other things that I do love, like ice cream and and cheese. <laughs> ice cream and cheese. <laughs> I remember like the comedian Jim Davy. I would if I was lactose intolerant, I take a tip from him. He goes like, "See, I can't eat ice cream and cheese, but you see, these are things I I, I love, so I still eat them. But I never eat them out in the wild. I always eat them at home, so I know where the toilets are." <laughs> Which is uh it's just a good point. Good point, eh? No, I, I, I love ice cream and cheese. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like cheese ice cream, though. That'd be kind of weird. No, that, that'd be weird. That's a bit too far. That's, that's kind of Heston Blumenthal mm-hmm. level of shit, because he made, like, baked bean ice cream. But I, like, what I was trying to say was, like, so I'm not a person who just drinks it on its own, so then the idea of just, like, having the, the milkshake and everything, like, it just never appealed to me. So I kind of, like... I don't know if swore off is a, is the right way to say. I just don't drink them. Yeah. And so no matter where like you you get them from, whether it's McDonald's or whatever, I just like it's not for me. So I'm sorry I can't contribute more to the argument. You may have to ask someone else. All right. What about 
Slushies. Oh, slushies are amazing. Yeah, slushies. I had a, I had a thing of the double ride Bina slushie when I was remember my brother's last, it was smashing. <laughs> I downloaded all, it was all purple and everything, but it was worth it. <laughs> I love slushies. I used to like the one I used to, when Seb was little, mm-hmm. I used to take him to that soft play area in Clyde Bank, <laughs> Monkey Madness. Mm-hmm. And apart from also jumping in the thing with him and getting myself stuck and things, I was I was probably one of the few parents that actually engaged with my kid in those things, you know what I mean? So what did you refer to? You heard it as Monkey Madness, didn't you? Yeah, Monkey Madness, that so, was it. Sorry, I just, I'm... I I don't. There are very few things that make me feel old, despite only being my twenties. But like the way things change sometimes in certain aspects and how I how I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there are certain things that do make me feel. Old. And again, I'm sorry for the nicheness here, <laughs> but uh, I remember that under several names that that place. Yeah. I remember it as Alphabet Zoo. I remember it as Happy Hippos briefly. Then that was that was only a short lived thing. And then it was Alphabet the Monkey Badness. Yeah. And that's how it stayed. I remember, like, I'm young enough to remember, old enough to remember having my birthday there when it was still Alphabet Zoo. And then it became happy about Little Monkey Man, just as I was also becoming a bit too old for... Well, I say too old. My cousin had a party there, and I was all in amongst it, so I was... I'm old enough to remember having my birthday in the Zap Zone, which was the Laser Quest-type place next to the Mega Bowl, which was the bowling alley. Was where, cool. where was the Mega Bowl? Is that the one that used to be in Clay Bank? The Mega. You know where the where the Halfords was and whatnot in the business park area. No. Or maybe. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was round about there. Because when you said bowling, and I, I said you mean the big like bowling that used to be there. Yeah, in Clay was, Bank. I've had birthdays there as well. The bowling alley, and I used to. I never actually used to go in there for bowling as such. Mm. I went in there to use the arcades. Oh yeah, the arcades were cool. Because I used to go in there, and like whenever I was in there, I'd spend hours playing Soul Calibur. <laughs> I was really good at that. I remember going there for my birthday, despite the fact that even today, not as much as I was then, but even today, I am shit at bowling. <laughs> you play me a game of wee ball, and I'll wipe the floor with you. But actual, give me an actual bowling ball, then I will. I will try my best. Do you know? I'm sad about that. I never, I never owned nor had the pleasure of having a go of a wee. I we, always we fancied it because, like all that interactive shit. Yeah. Like I always, and I always piss myself off and think that Michael McIntyre thing. <laughs> you know when you end up going for the swing and whacking your kid in the head with a wee stick, but. I think that would have been cool having a go of one of those things. You know, I got one of the games I got for the wee was a. Uh, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, right? Yeah. And uh, I, every time there was, we had to do one, you similar one of the running events, right? You could just like stand all you to do is move your arms, right? All I can think of was, was an episode of that show, Outnumbered, where they're playing the Wii and they play at a similar event, and the dad keeps moving his feet while he's running, like everyone keeps saying to him, Why are you moving your feet? You don't need to move your feet. <laughs> and so every time I'd play that game, all of it in the back of my head was, You don't have to move if you stop moving your feet, for God's sake. <laughs> so yeah, I remember that. But yeah, even though even one time I went and I was too old for it and I still had to I had to properly crouch down to get in anywhere. My cousin had a birthday party at Alpha at Monkey Madness. Monkey Madness. See, trying to remember what name it was. My cousin had a party there and I was in amongst like fuck it, I'm going in there. I I went in to a, a thing like it's like a rolling mm. rolling bar kind of thing. You're supposed yeah. to squeeze through it. Yeah. I went in it and got my butt stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I got my butt stuck in the thing and I had to squeeze through it but you know it was fun and then we were in the ball pit and shit 
and we went and slid down the bumpy slide and all kind of thing. I'm I'm like almost dirty at this point, <laughs> you know. So, but I don't care. I had fun. Is there anything funner than I was gonna? I'm really oh. careful how I say this, but is there anything fun than going to a place like that? Oh. You know, you hopefully you know some people there. Otherwise, it looks a bit suspect. Yeah, but, but then when you're seeing when everyone else says, "Oh, you're too old for it," and the gee, we look like, "Fuck it, I know people here. I'm going in. I'm having a good time." Yeah, I'm 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 here with my kids, so I'm going to go in and I'm going to chill out and have fun with my kid. Yeah, it you helps know? if you know any of the kids that are there. Otherwise, they'll, yeah, they'll otherwise ask you to leave. You're a creep. Otherwise, you're politely asked to leave, and the police will be called. You don't. It is not the done thing to go to one of those places as some weird adult. Yeah, you know, I mean, we have fucking places for people like that. If you're normal, mm-hmm. it's an adult version, which I've heard of. I've heard, heard of, of if, you're, if you're not normal, it's called prison. <laughs> okay. You know, that's two types of people. It's like people that haven't given up in their childhood and perverts. Yes. And you need to be careful that you make sure you're on one side and not the other. I can happily say I'm just one of those that has not given up their childhood. Yeah, me too. I'm an incredibly childish, almost forty-year-old. But then you gotta make sure you 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 show that to other people. Like, yes, I'm just a big kid. I'm not a weirdo. Please don't hide your I children. I do show that, like whenever my kid beats me on a computer game and I throw a major strop. No, I mean if you're there and there are, there are like people around, I mean at one of those places. No, I will never get to go to one of those places again because my kid is almost sixteen now. Well, he's almost 14, I should say. Well, you say how He acts like he's 16, though. Yeah. You know about, you know about your laser tag thing, though? I, I, I actually said, and maybe I must say, I was you, I've never done laser tag or anything like that in my life. It's a good thing, because if you I, point I mean, me at it, you would lose. I mean, it's not, not as if I've been avoiding it, I just never had the opportunity, I never... Yeah, yeah, you were scared you were going to come up against me. You were, you were intimidated by my skill. I've only known I've only known you for a small part of my life. How what, how do you account for the time before then? Because because you understand the enormity of my skill and you are intimidated by it. Why even when I didn't know you? Yes, even then. I think you're talking shit again. You, you think you think that just because you you smoke a little bit of, of weed that it makes you all philosophical and you realise things, but no, it just makes you talk a lot more shit than you normally do. I know. <laughs> Ah. But you can imagine it's philosophical in your own mind, so it's cool. I would, I would have asked you how your weekend that has been, but Paul, we've already, we're already almost 25 minutes into well, a, a Fraser-related uh, podcast. and has even, been great. Even the Fraser fans, even that understand maybe how this goes, or know that sometimes a podcast needs a bit of preamble, or even thinking, Why the fuck, when the fuck are they going to start 23 talking about 23 minutes of preamble. They're going to start thinking... When the fuck are these guys going to talk about Fiji? Even they're starting to wonder, like, oh, come on, if I do got things they're to gonna, do. We've got to switch off. <laughs> when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> <laughs> never been to one of them. I do like fireworks, though. No, I've, no, I've never been to a fireworks factory either. No. I do like fireworks, though. Fireworks are cool. Fireworks just scare me as a child. Yeah? I mean, up until a, up until a point. Did you like sparklers? Those were fun. No, uh, you could write in the sky with those. Those were cool. I was always part of thing. Whenever I did hold a sparkler, I'm like, okay, how long do I need to hold this for? Why is it? It's getting it's getting close to my hand. Can I put it down? Can I put it down? Big baby. <laughs> I was a child, and there's a thing that's burning in my hand. Leave me alone. Yeah, that fascinated me. I was like, yay, burning thing. Yes, but you're a weirdo. You're a weird fella. Yeah, I am. Even then, I I can't. 
that's the thing, I can't properly use like lighters because even when the light flame does flick off, it does I do like pull back my thumb a wee bit. Oh that. Yeah like that. Mm. And my dad usually like slides before like like oh yes. You know it's not a totally irrational fear to, you know, be set on fire. It's or, fine. Or, or burning. Hey. It's fine. Can you please put that down? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, oh, yes, I don't want to burn myself. How, how, how silly of me. That's, that's totally an irrational thing. Just be careful with the fire. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> but 25 minutes of preamble now. Well, you're the one who started talking about sparklers and shit and fireworks. I don't know why. Oh, actually, you guys mentioned fireworks. Yeah, you did. See, you you were annoyed at me because I said <laughs> I don't to Brian it would be as long as it took for Paul to stop, uh, you know, talking shade about a thing I brought up because sometimes it's usually me that brings something up and then you're the one who veers it in little directions. I didn't do and that. You, and you took offence to it and you just did it then. I didn't do that. You did. I did not. You did. I did not. You fucking did. I did not. You did. I did not. We'll be here all day. <laughs> no, we won't. Yes, we will. No, we won't. <laughs> it's childish. You're childish. No, it's not. I <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> right, look, come on. Right. Professional. I mean, there are things to be talked about at the start of this fucking podcast. I'm sure there's a niche podcast that we can make out from there. We, uh, we've covered on. many bases today. Well, like, this is meant to be a freezer related podcast that we're doing today. It is? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I never knew! Yes, yeah, so you only get it when I mentioned it five minutes ago, and then 20 before that. 26. Shut up! <laughs> I don't need 26, to... 26, 53. I don't need you constantly keeping time. Thank you very much. 27. <laughs> I swear to God, if you say what, what, what time it is right now, I'm going to... 27 and Stop eight. that. You doing that, I'm going to not be able to do my thing now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to fucking punch you. I'm going to find something hard to strike you with, excuse me. Strike you with spring hands. <laughs> but, Paul, there's a reason uh, I want to do this. Like, I've got a Frasier-related thing to present to you. Let me give you some preamble, and then I think once you hear what it is, you'll be very up for what I'm going to be talking about for the rest of this episode. Awesome. So, that's <coughs> me how I stumbled upon this. I was on a YouTube rabbit hole, and I saw this... Those can be intimidating. And I saw this video that this guy put together, and he did this with Doctor Who, right? Uh-huh. I wanted to apply it to Fraser. Ah, applied sciences. <laughs> but... What I what he was doing was he was putting together his perfect season of Doctor Who. Oh, which yeah. Is, which is like, but but like most Doctor Who seasons are like thirty episodes. So he only did thirty episodes. I didn't watch the full thing to see what episodes he chose because I don't watch Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought, but then, but then I thought to myself, hmm, there are twenty four episodes in a Fraser season. I wonder if I can make it a little bit, how much more difficult it would be to take this little, the roles and the principles that he used for I'd this. And pick 24 episodes to make a perfect season. And make the perfect, make, make my, and this is just for me, and this is my perfect season of Fraser. I'm going to present my perfect season to you. You can respond to what your thoughts about my choices and how you may agree with some, you may not agree oh, with that'd some. that'd be cool. And then, at the end of it, maybe you can mention what episodes you, would, you might have replaced them with. Well, my my honourable mentions. Maybe, yeah. And, but Paul, there's a specific 
rule that made it a little bit more challenging, especially as I got towards the end, like, particularly, obviously, you can I use am, all the seasons. I am intrigued. You can use all the seasons, so I have all 11 seasons to choose from. Yes, you do. But the issue comes here is out of the 21 episodes, like, if I have, like, my, my episode one has to be an episode one of a season, and my episode two has to be an episode two of a particular season, so the number episode of whatever number between 1 and 24 is, it has to be, that episode has to be that number and the season it's been picked from. So if I put wow. like, and also two-parters have to be like two series, so I've avoided, i tried to avoid two-parters at all costs, because more often than not, the two-parters were kind of either okay or kind of meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. So, like I said, if I wanted like, if, if I wanted season <laughs> two, episode three is my episode three, I'd have that I couldn't choose, like, episode two as my episode four. No, it has to be an episode four. You get what I'm saying here? I think so. Yeah. So that's the main basic, that's the main principle of it, basically using that across the seasons, but you have to, the number has to correlate to what number that is in the season. And then oh, using, yeah, and, and then, but then there were certain, there are certain seasons where that particular number of an episode where I got to the last few numbers I had to fill, like, hmm, these, these episodes, a particular number are quite yeah, crap, but for us, yeah. I need to find a scene. The water two that I think there are most of these I could watch and recite most of what's happening there were a few I had to watch back just to just kind of justify that these were the right like episodes to choose that I was right, I didn't have to change anything after I watched back and, and we're, doing, we're doing all 24 are we? I'm going to read you all 24 you oh okay cool we, we basically uh, just briefly talk about what I like about the episode what you like about the episode Okay. And then, if you want to quote anything, because Heat Razor is highly quotable. It is, it is. And something quite interesting, obviously, I know there is a... I, I don't say... I think there are other, there are other shows that have more of a, a steeper decline in quality with shows, but there are still a lot to like about the later seasons of Frasier, but there aren't as many standout episodes as there were in the late, early seasons. No. I think it's the see. Uh, looking at my list here, I've noted that actually all but... Out of 24 episodes, all but five of them are from, like, season one to six. <laughs> Most of the episodes came from those first six seasons, but I've chosen one or two from the later ones. Mm. But I've also noticed that season ten and seven are the only two seasons I've not chosen any episodes from. Ten and seven, really? Yeah. I don't I don't remember seven being particularly a, a bad one, but I think there weren't just as... I do. But then I don't... It just came, came down to, like, there were some obvious ones that I had to put in there. Yeah. And then as I, as I started filling in, I just started looking over and the, none of the ones, especially like the numbers that I needed, like from season 7 or 10, really stood out to me. Yeah, I, suppose, I get you on that one. There are quite a few Christmas specials I've noticed here because I, I remember how uh, Good Fraser does a... Actually, no, there are three Fraser Christmas specials in a row, by the <laughs> way, in my season, so... So I'll make it that way. Well, there are a lot of great, great Fraser Christmas specials. Yeah. Anyway... So, Paul, did I mention I am bringing an Hungarian, Hungarian goose? I don't think that episode is actually in there. <laughs> That's an episode from season 10. That's a good one, I think. It's not my date. It's dinner. But, Paul, so all the preamble and uh, out of the way, all the explanation. Uh-huh. Are you ready for me to present to you my perfect season of Fraser? Yeah, why not? What? Cool. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Hit me with it. Well, if, otherwise we'd be having some quiet time. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, this is my opinion. This is just my opinion. If it happens to correlate with some of yours, that's fine. If not, then 
Don't well, be a dick about it. Well, let me hear your opinion. Not, I'm then. not just talking about you, I'm talking about some people listening, any future fans out there. Maybe listening. I, I obviously can't be a dick about it until I've heard it. I'm just saying, but I'm just warning you in advance, don't I? If you I, I can't I, warn you to be a dick after you've been a dick. I had to warn you beforehand. I know, I am merely joshing with you. Anyway, if I want to kick off my perfect season with a favourite episode one, then where else is best to start than season one, episode one of The Good Son? Ah. The Good Son. That it, so the pilot episode is my first episode because... I it's think, the first one? Well, yeah, it's the first one, but in terms of like what a pilot is supposed to do, I think it does its job very well. It helps it re-establish you to Frasier, but even if you you were... I think even if you didn't know Frasier, it does enough to tell you who it is. Like, even does, like, he tries to apply you know, his own life to a, a color problem, so he mm-hmm. tells you about how he lived in Boston, but now he's back in Seattle and everything. How his wife came back to him, which was excruciating. <laughs> Uh, you know that he does radio but he's not very good at it uh, you know about his relationship with his father and we learn that's going to be a major thing we're just to Daphne who's going to be around and then we get to see the dynamic between him and his brother and how, how sarky Niles can be mm. how Niles' guilt trips him into into taking his dad you know we care so you don't have to alright I'll take him in like, I'll not... have a large piece of cheesecake <laughs> I seem to have lost my appetite Oh, a large size of cheesecake. <laughs> like, he, like, he goes, we care, so you don't have to. It doesn't say that. Well, it might as well. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, like I said, in terms of what a first episode is supposed to do, I can't think of anything more perfect than the, the pilot of Fraser. Yeah. So, season one, episode one, that's my first episode. You got much... Thoughts on that? No, I'll grant you on that one. I, I agree. It's a, it's a good way to introduce characters and flesh out Fraser as yeah. a, a standalone character as opposed to in Cheers, you know. Mm, it, it really sets the tone for some things that are explored a lot more in, the, mm. in later episodes that I'm going to talk about in this uh, perfect season of it mine. Built, it builds a great foundation for this, the, the strongest basis of the first season, which is the building relationship between Fraser and Martin. Yeah. And that's, like you said, that's a great thing for the first season especially. But it's in, like, in seasons two and three that we see the relationship between Fraser and Niles evolve even more so than yeah, yeah. it. And that's why I think it's good to go into my next episode, which is season, my episode two is from season three, episode two, Shrink Wrap, which is the episode where Fraser and Niles work together and oh, share the office. yeah, yeah. And they themselves are being counselled and giving their own accounts of... Uh, of how, what happens. How would events transpired? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Even the therapist is like, wait a minute. I didn't say that. I, I never said I could help you. I said I might be. I might try to help you. See how you manipulate your words? <laughs> <laughs> Not any the bit where Niles gives his view of, of the way Daphne tells a, a story. He's like, you know, you know, fine, well, she just told you the story and did not act it out. <laughs> really? I, I could have sworn it was different. So yeah, it was more, more, this goes a lot more into the relationship between Fraser and Niles, like, you know, some of the uh, things that Niles doesn't really, uh, some of the things that Niles, some of Niles' insecurities about Fraser, because he knows he's a good side character, but the fact that Fraser's been so focused on, uh, on like, celebrity. celebrity and everything like that, he's kind of, and, and part of his mind, he's partly dismissed Fraser as a psychiatrist, even though he very much respects him in that field mm. but you know the fact that you know it just goes to show that even though he 
well confused you're at first you know to work alongside him mm. he, he quite quickly feels kind of threatened about Fraser coming into his space and then Fraser feeling kind of offended when Niles gives him all these books to you know help catch up get him up to speed in psychology mm. everything so you got the the back and forth also the <laughs> The thing with Daphne helping them move into the office, but having to carry the heavy, <laughs> heaviest things, and then mm. Martin going goes, "You know what's great about getting older? You know your hair may change. You may even have to walk with a cane, but people still ask you to help them move." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like the idea of them being like counselled themselves into like their own issues, and you think it's going to really go somewhere. And there are other episodes where these do go somewhere, but <laughs> in the end, they basically just think of. They just kind of like think, oh, we've said this thing that discredits this guy who's trying to give us an opinion. Yeah. So, fuck it. We're right, everyone else is wrong, but which goes to show a common thing that always helps. Get- Don't we discredit him because of where he got his degree? Yes, yes. Oh, an all Caribbean schooling. Mm. <laughs> so. Being, being usual defensive Niles and Fraser looking for anything to help explain away the, the weaknesses in their own makeup. Yeah. Even though they'll conflict, they'll, well, part of the reason that they conf- they're in conflict more often than that is because they both got big egos, mm. but then sometimes their egos agree on things, hence the ending of this episode. Mm. Which I remember once or twice when I watched it, I was like, oh, that, I don't really like that ending, but then the more I watch it, the more I realise that it's actually, it, it suits these two guys who think very highly of themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there you go, like, there, are, there are a few... Fraser and Nile centric episodes to come, but I think it's a good start uh, introducing you to this one from <laughs> season three. Uh, I know you'll definitely agree with this one, episode three uh, from season six, Dial M for Martin. Oh yes, but do you know, I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that I already know what your last episode is going to be. Do you I- think you think I'm that predictable? I wouldn't like to say it in such, like, in those terms. I just, I have a strong feeling I know. Well, try not to say what you think it is. No, I'm not going to say. I'm uh, just going to wait and see if I'm, uh, if, I, if I stand right. Uh, and there may be some people who have watched this before who might know what, it, think they know what it is, but you'll have to, have to wait and see. No? It's just, it just occurred to me is all. Mm-hmm. But yes, I know you, particularly when we had to cover this episode as part of our feature review, you were buzzing to, to <laughs> talk about this. This is a great episode. Because <laughs> it, it shows Niles... Dad, come join me on the balcony. balcony. <laughs> Eddie! <laughs> no. Don't panic, just have to think. <laughs> I need more time. I need more time. Still uh, got a day. <laughs> ah, bachelor pad, Andre model. Are there any street words? I'm sorry I won't be there. Oh! We have a tie. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes Fraser look like a right creep, you know? Yeah. No, don't go. He's very resilient. He's, He's been, been shot, shot before. before. <laughs> you know, Fraser, as much as, you know, he's get, become used to having his dad as part of his life, even then he's about, like, you know, like, oh, wait, what, why, why, why does dad want to move out? I mean, I know we argue and all that, but then <laughs> he knows what, immediately he is able to call Nails on his shit as Nails sometimes is for him because he immediately can tell, like, oh, I see what this is all about, Daphne, is it? Mm. Also, this, I might not mistake, and this is the episode that has one of Nell's best uh, one-liners with Ross, the greatest loved. I'm your new man. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the fact that he just kind of says it, just chuckles, and then you just kind of just see, like, they don't 
like oversell it with their reaction to it, but you you just know that like they know he's he was being rude and like so and clever. Aye, it's, it's it, you just know how clever that line is. Mm. So it's one of my favorite like just male lines in general. That well, I'll be a son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and then yeah, Niles the desperation of just keeping Daphne around, and then just like Daphne being all emotional, thinking she'll have to leave him. Like, oh, look, we're all here together, one last, <laughs> and then Niles rushes to hug him. <laughs> and then like, but like I said, by Fraser, uh, even though he uh, was coming to see Dad, living with him, the idea to him of finally getting rid of his dad. Actually, you know, he, he suddenly immediately sees the benefits, you know. He immediately sees the benefits of it. And, like, just that moment right, when his dad's lying in the carpet, he walks in and just sits down in his chair, kind of just savour the last moments of his dad not living there. Like, mm-hmm. all right, bring him in. <laughs> but, and also, when contrasting to earlier, when he was savouring the fact, or, like, this <laughs> when he was, like, savouring and, like, relishing in the fact that, you know, the fact that Eddie... And like the chair, I'll have to go with him to Nails' his fancy apartment in the Montana. I I loved uh, two bits in in those scenes. <laughs> One was in Nails' apartment when he's like, when he's just freaking out about Martin moving in, mm. and you hear Martin. He's like, Nails, where I hang my swordfish? Which wall I hang my swordfish on? And he's like, None of them. I just had that room frescoed. Whereas in the contrast, you got Fraser in his apartment, mm-hmm. all ch- chilled out with his Vasili chair, mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be, uh-huh. and he's pouring himself a glass of wine and listening to that phone message. <laughs> also, like, and he's uh, he's all tripped out. So you see him right, and he he grabs his glass of wine, grabs his phone, <laughs> makes himself comfortable, and then click and listens to a message again. He's like, He's in heaven, <laughs> just chilling out in silence, enjoying the message, the prospect of a pretty girl coming. Uh, and like, like the fact, the thing with the, I just had that room frisco, and like that coming right after. He's basically already begging Fraser to take him. Yeah, you have to take him back. I only get, took him because definitely came apart the ones. She's leaving Fraser. You have to take him back. <laughs> and then spending all that shit like oh well you and dad have come close now that he's been living here you know I want that relationship but then immediately seeing Daphne he wants to tell her about it and then Fraser's like oh I never started from your angle hey now hello Daphne and what a, quite an angle it is <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, I think obviously there's no denying that but now I'm, it's the way where I'm interested to hear your opinion this is, this is one of the few later season episodes I've got we had a bunch of last but this one's more there are one or two episodes I've taken that are a bit more emotional. Is this, is this your fourth one? Yeah, this is episode right. four. Right. This is the one that's a bit more, I think, got more emotional beats to it. Which sometimes you need to kind of change it. This is season nine, episode four, Return of Martin Crane, where Martin's getting ready for his first day at his new job where oh, he's going to yeah, be working in the security. Yeah, yeah. And you get, for the first time, you get to see flashbacks of uh, the day that he unfortunately got shot. Yeah. I don't know if it was just me or anything, or maybe thinking it was much worse, but. David Hyde Pierce's wig was not as obvious as... Well, it was obviously wearing a wig when you, you see him in the current day, but, like, it didn't look as bad as I was worried about. I mean, it's a lot better than the fucking wigs in that Crock-Pot Let's, episode. I hope that's not one of your goddamn Oh, definitely not, no. episode is god-awful. No, no, it's far, far in the bin. Also, no no, no cake costs is anywhere in my perfect season. Well, I'm not surprised by that. Not uh, even. And no Greeks. No, uh, no beware of Greeks episode. I am thankful for that because yes. my episode is horrible. 
I'm all right. Oh, I knew you were going to... I knew it. I was trying oh, yeah. to brace myself for it. And you still did I it. I still did it. You still did it, you bastard. <laughs> you <laughs> bastard. Look at him. After all, have Fu Manchu all oh, bastard. Anyway, yes. Ha- half wheat, some iron brew, oh. sitting on the couch. <laughs> oh, coming in saying, you know, that we love his, we love Judas, Judas Pudding. <laughs> anyway, uh, away from Blackbooks, we're into Fraser, but yeah, this episode's like, also, yeah, getting to see Night Martin, like, the relationship, and, you know, basically going to show how he's relationship with his kids he used to be, like, like, him with nails and, like, not wanting to get out of uh, going to dinner with him in Madison, and then saying about how Fraser is also still living in Boston, and, like, not... Like you know, Fraser's not coming over for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or whatever one it was. Yeah. Um, and then also when Niles goes to even visit him in the hospital, like they're still like so awkward that they don't, you know, they don't really know what to say mm. to each other. <coughs> uh, and then so Martin and also Martin thinking about that the last time he wore any sort of uniform, you know, he's just going to go to a couple of nights a week doing a security guard job. Mm. Uh, he's still thinking about the last time he wore any sort of like uniform where. He got shot, and there's a nice moment though before when Niles does find something to say where he said, I was always worried I'd end up in one of these situations. You know, for years, obviously, growing up with a, a dad as a cop and everything. Mm. Uh, so that's a really nice thing. And then the fact that he's got a goldfish called Eddie. Yeah. He's like, you should, go, you should get something more reliable. So, you know, like, they'll love you back. You know, like a dog. I'm not really a dog person. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the fact that he's, he's partner actually gives him like, some advice about, you know, Kids and how he kisses his kids, you know, before he leaves, and then there's a whole argument in the current day about you know everybody else having plans, but they need somebody to walk Eddie at ten o'clock exactly mm. because that's when uh, he usually goes out. Like he's got his routine. <laughs> I mean, Martin thinks of Eddie as a actual person, and then after everybody arguing, uh, Martin just like just calls Nails and Fraser over to him. He's kissing him goodbye. Like I love you, kids. <laughs> it's a great nice thing, and then it's kind of punctuated with a bit of comedy where. Uh, Eddie's there in the credits waiting around like it's about 10 o'clock he's like come on I usually go out and you go out and then as soon as Fraser opens the door he runs out and he runs into the elevator <laughs> so I know like you said that there aren't as many stand episodes in the later season but what do you think of this one from the later seasons as, as yeah. inclusion no, I like this one and like you say it's, it was kind of heartfelt you know and you see the vulnerability and going back to work and whatnot, so it is a good episode, and it does have its funny moments as well. So yeah, I mean, good there, pick. Yeah, there, there are episodes where Martin is this, is like I mean a big focus, but he's usually because Fraser's wanting to do something for him, or he's interacting with Fraser and Ornells, or sometimes both of them. But really, it's primarily like, this is the most it's solely been about John Mahoney. The most like the most it's you got to see him just doing stuff on his own, interacting with other characters. Well. Whereas that one was also the one where he goes to that guy's, yeah, you know, the guy with Shorten's yeah. uh, parole. parole hearing. Yeah. There's that one. That's quite a sombre episode too. Well, like, like, like it's the most like it's nice to see John Monique like a spotlight to show his like acting ability like a bit mm. more seriously. Well, like he had to show it. Yeah, was a great. Yeah, actor. yeah, he was always a great actor, but he got a chance to properly yeah. showcase it. I always, I always liked catching them. Like, see when you like sometimes when you put a movie on. Yeah. And you see him playing a character, you know, oh, the fuck, John Mahoney's in that, mm-hmm. you know? I got that when I watched that Clint Eastwood movie, In the Line of Fire. Mm-hmm. And John Mahoney's got a good part in that, and I was like, oh, cool, John Mahoney, cool. 
So I've sandwiched the heartfelt between two very fine episodes of Darling for Martin with episode 3. In episode 5, I think it should be an obvious one for when we talk about it. Episode 5 from season 5, The, the Thousand Show. Ah, oh, yeah. Is that the one with the tape? No, that's the one where they're having Fraser Crane Day. Oh, that's the one with Fraser Crane Day, The only episode to actually be shot a lot of in Seattle. Of in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, I always remember riding this particular thing because I always find it funny, even when I wasn't as big a Fraser fan, but when I saw this episode in this particular yeah. bit, I love this bit where they're walking to the market and then Nell tries to coffee because the guy was still in the first. Like, did you see that? That man tried to sell me with a fist. <laughs> Max, you get, you get paranoid. You're totally out of, in out of shape. I was the side of things. Oh my God, my shoes, they're ruined. <laughs> These are Julian David. Name them. <laughs> you know, we could go back into the store. I'm sure there's one pair in there you didn't try on. <laughs> and just like the hijinks, you know, you got to see a bit of like physical acting, like physical comedy between David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Graham. We're getting to see them run, which is always funny. Mm. Oh yeah, because they robbed the blind man. Yeah. Hey, they're robbing him. Run now. <laughs> That Fraser's running in those very uncomfortable like, yeah. shoes. And and like I say, Kelsey Grammer shares mm. a similar affliction to me. Mm. He is flat footed too. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has fallen arches. Yeah. Uh, also, like, yeah, it was really, like, and it's like, it also was so that sometimes in Fraser, there aren't any inconsequential, like, lines or moments. Like, uh, uh, Daphne have an issue with like you know what to do with passports for people who aren't who are, who come to this country you know on visas or whatever and she wants to go on holiday with her pal for her alien friend <laughs> Aye. and then she goes to like you we make it so easy for different for us aliens where are we meant to go with my friends here I go and to meet her mothership you're going to meet your friend's mothership yes but but you've got some stupid rules about aliens <laughs> it goes to show just how you like. Simple Daphne can be mm. at times not realizing how she, she sounds worse. Like, this guy's listening to her talk like assuming is weird. Like it's kind of like when uh, Fraser does that ad, that political ad, just that one take, and then here's what the guy says about thinking he was adopted by aliens, and suddenly <laughs> realizes the her, her, new meaning on the words he's saying. Like the end, Gail Patterson, the, the same choice. I think it was the same choice. <laughs> Isn't it? Huh? But. Yeah, I think like the fact that you get to see more of them outside him and Nails kind of a, a race against, you know, trying to get to yeah, yeah. like they they're on the the wee, uh, monorail thing and they they have to pull back like yes it's in your day. But it is my day, there's all these people <laughs> and he's just kinda of sad looking out the the window as he's having to pull away. Mm. And then he finally looks like he's finally gonna get there but then he says, Nah, like there's this guy at the end who needs his yeah, help. You get to see a very, I think, a very good side of Fraser at the end of that episode. Because mm-hmm. he, he's, he's never often shown for his, like, overall compassion. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, I think it's shown very well. Because mm-hmm. rather than go to his day, he stops and he, he he actually, you know, he listens. Like, you know when he's doing his show, he, yeah, he listens, but he doesn't listen mm-hmm. well this guy he actually sits and he listens and he genuinely helps the guy mm-hmm. you know yeah um, which I which I think is a really good showing for him in that episode yeah, especially given that like, he had to abandon Miles yeah. uh, to get in the car he shouted at him he goes oh damn it and he has to get into the car and then like, like, he'll be fine he has street smarts <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, he gets into the, the car and he uh, He's like he's all folks like yes I'm feeling good and then the guy just talked on his kids and he realizes like that that's the right thing to do is to yeah. you know, be there and oh, 
Tell me. No, I'll get time. Tell me about your kids. I think that's very cool what he does. Mm. Now, this episode, episode six, there weren't many episode sixes that really stood out to me as I was looking through the show. Yeah. Uh, I think going back, if I had to look back on this list, this one might be the the one episode that I might potentially swap out if I'd given the opportunity. Well, but come on then, what is it? It's, this is from season 11. Oh. Episode 6 says, I'm listening. Uh, I remember looking seeing, going through the episode and like, oh, I don't remember this one. I clicked on it and... That would be the episode when he keeps overhearing Ronnie and yes. everyone, isn't it? Yeah, he keeps overhearing and getting caught out for it and then ultimately ending him being stuck in the back of... Uh, the car while he and Ronnie and Martin are having a serious talk about their relationship and then they say to go take a trip all the while Fraser is stuck in the backseat. But main reason I, I remember liking this episode when I first watched it when it was on Channel 4 was mainly because of this great light bit from John Mahoney where uh, Fraser is hiding in the kitchen under the, behind the wee aisle, island thing, right? Because yeah. he's overheard something with Ronnie and in the kitchen then just before he could leave, Martin's come in there talking so he, he said to stay there. And when he comes back in, because she forgot something, she notices him there. And they both kind of look at him and they're like, is he listening to us? And then as soon as Ronnie leaves, Martin just loudly turns to vision and goes, you have a disease. You have a disease. You know, this is the second time he's been calling out. So he's like, you have a disease. I told you not I'm to eavesdrop. Sure, sure going... <laughs> I told you not to eavesdrop and you're dead. You did it again. You're a very sick person. <laughs> just that one like, moment was enough for me to like, I just want to see that one over and over yeah. again. That was you sold on Frasier. Yeah. Well, not just like this, particularly this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you have a disease. You're a very sick person. So, yeah, even like, I don't remember much else outside of this story of, uh, of her, uh, like, him overhearing things about her and like, yeah. this, you know, a thing between Nate, Martin and uh, Ronnie, but uh, <laughs> just to see this moment, I'd happily, like, that would get me through it and then on to mm. the rest of my perfect season. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, one of only two of season 11 episodes, one, only one of two episodes from the final season that I've got on this list. Alright, cool, so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> then we move back over to season 4 from my episode 7. Okay. A little Thanksgiving. Oh, that's a good pick. Because like, watch, watching Amer- a lot of American sitcoms like I do, like, there's so many like Thanksgiving well, specials. That's the one with the Marbury Academy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Marbury, thanks you for your interest. Oh. We know what that means. Oh, good. Then you should you should understand this as well. And he shuts the door <laughs> in the face. <laughs> so if the ne- unless we talk to Crane, unless the next line of the sentence would be, "I have a fully cooked turkey in the breast pocket of that place," uh, I'm afraid our conversation is done. <laughs> yeah. And then the wee side plot of uh, Freddy progressively getting more and more injured and having to cover it up. Yeah. Uh, all the while, Niles constantly drink keeps drinking the cooking sherry. And get a bit more pissed to like where he walks uh, out. Uh oh, is there an anchovies in this? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Found it. <laughs> Do you have pills for this? I have pills for everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, mommy's busy right now. Go play with your grandpa. <laughs> Go back to the man who's injuring you. <laughs> It's also about it. Niles is drinking the, the cooking chair. He walks out of the room, also to go help Freddy again. Uh, and then Lilith and Fraser come in, they steal the turkey, and then he comes back in and he opens the, the, the oven door and he's like, uh, 
And then he actually looks up and he's like, see that guy found it funny. <laughs> see, even he loves Peter. <laughs> so yeah, but then Niles, in fact, he looks up as if to think like, did, did that just fly away? <laughs> so yeah, like it's nice to see like Fraser and and Lil, you know, working as a team rather than just being at odds with each other, mm. not giving me a few remarks. But uh, then the Monday like thing of compli- con- convoluted ways to get back to see the guy and yeah, and shows how much they they care about Freddy and everything. And like, oh yeah, you got it from Golda Meir. Yes, she went to school with her or with her nephew Oscar. That would be Oscar Meyer. <laughs> Imagine the, the ribbing he took. Golden Meyer. Golden Meyer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little bird has no beak. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a third of my deck, but now this little bird has no beak. <laughs> Stop pulling on it. The way that they managed to hide that, and then the guy doesn't even find it till like, the end credits. Mm. <laughs> yes, Marbury, thanks for your interest. Uh, also, the wee, they also had to include the wee back and forth between Niles and Lilith. Uh, mm. Might I suggest you stuff it? Yeah. I'm almost done defrosting. And the turkey? <laughs> Might I suggest you, you stuff, stuff it? it. <laughs> I love that when he says, and the turkey, you got Martin in the background who also doesn't like Lilith and he kind of snickers <laughs> a little bit. Which goes back to something that he, uh, that Ross says in like the episode 3 of Dialing for Martin that I was talking about. The, he goes, Well, I just, just realised. Oh wow, your daughters in law were Maris and Lilith. Oh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think as an overall the thing with like Freddy and Lilith only appear occasionally, but this is the episode that but Beth really like uses both of them to help the story and really create some really funny moments, I mm, think. Yeah. yeah. I always love when Lilith pops up, she's such a good character. She is, she is. Mm-hmm. She's a fun cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I took this episode, I chose the next episode because not only is it a good episode, but it really focuses on a big uh, theme of uh, Fraser for this for a few seasons before they eventually separate and the, and the relationship between Maris and uh, and Niles. Ooh. Even before then you could tell they weren't really happily married because of the way Niles was looking at Fraser. <laughs> not that Niles was looking at Daphne. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, not Fraser. No, not Fraser, no. That would, be, that would make the show very weird. That would be very weird. But, uh, like when he and he's right and Fraser's right to confirm about it in like early season when he goes, Oh Fraser, please, I'm a happily married man. Maris means the world to me. Why just the other day I kissed her for no good reason. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this is season three, episode eight, the last time I saw Maris. Ah. Or Maris just buggers off on some like shopping uh, binge. Shopping binge. And she she buggers she buggers off and like Niles like thinks she's missing then like you guys like, you know, I won't be treated like this. And uh Caucasian. Very, very Caucasian. Caucasian. Thin. Very thin. thin. And then like just based on like here and what the credit card statements were like, yes, she's safe, she's alive. Because <laughs> he's worried that someone may have stolen her credit card and everything, but that just mm. begins the whole like the whole thing. The whole thing of them uh want to do the and become separated and everything. Fraser's fault. Yeah. <laughs> But you I mean there'll be better episodes later on uh, to do this, but I think uh, I think this is a good like start like yeah, the Caucasian. Very Caucasian. Mm. Or like he goes to leave and like he could 
you can see like sorry and the and like stay like he goes to go up the stairs and uh, Martin goes well it looks like he's going up the stairs and Martin's like we'll support your decision he goes to what are you nuts after all that you're gonna go back up there I was just grabbing my keys do you know who one of my favourites is in the whole Maris and Niles arc Marta Marta <laughs> I really like Marta Marta's cool <laughs> she said no you uh, no Mr. Crane no Dr. Crane no Dr. Crane with a cane <laughs> <laughs> like, See I, you, mean it. <laughs> he's like, he was like, I, am I losing my mind? I can't leave this place. Like, this is my home. Like, as a whole freak out, he doesn't want to leave. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I think like it goes, it starts a real like tragedy, like him trying to live on his own, like the how how long this kind of uh, story kind of plays out with it, like them not wanting to, I'm not really wanting to. Leave, but realizing eventually that Maris, you know, being with Maris is not good for him. No, it's not good for him. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, I can't remember which episode it is, but I'm pretty sure it was a better episode where like they do the. I don't. I, for a minute, I thought it was this. Episode, I don't think it is the, the one that my reasoning, my <laughs> reasoning was based on my mother's obsession with vermin. <laughs> it's a little hot for me. <laughs> you know what happened? My iron for me must have exploded. <laughs> You were a detective, you know. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't believe that is the same. But whatever episode that is, if I've not included it, uh, an honourable mention to that episode. That's a great episode. <laughs> but uh, this is where I go into it's the episode with the hot and foamy is the episode when she's going when she agrees to go Wait, for counselling. Yes, and always say whichever episode that is, which eventually leads to the thing with Shankman. Yes. Mm. How could you tell? The heat from her side of the bed. <laughs> I have an itchy ankle, well, leg thing, part of leg. Ah. But by this point, this is where I have three Christmas specials in a row. All in a row. Hit me with it, man. Hit me with it. So I'll, I'll read you all three of them and then go into more of explanation. Season 3, episode 9. My episode 9 is uh, Fraser Grinch. Yeah. Obviously, you know how much I love that episode. Uh, season 6, episode 10. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. Yeah. And season 11, episode 11, High Holidays. Ah. So, all great for very reasons. Ah, High Holidays. <laughs> ah. Hey, Fraser, what's up? I don't know. Me, I'm high as a cat. <laughs> another brownie, please. Have you, are you at the point where you've had to, you've thought of a, a fridge pants? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought of fridge pants. <laughs> I had a reason. Oh, oh no, but fridge slippers. I had a reason. Fridge pants. Yeah, fridge pants. What do you think this one means? Dog, Dog army. army. <laughs> you didn't notice he was acting strange? I thought it, I thought it was the reefer. I thought it was messing with my mind. <laughs> when Niles finally met, realizes that he's not doing better, like, he's, he's like placebo high, like he thinks that he's stoned. <laughs> Dangerously brazing his chart. What could we call it? It's almost as if something is affecting my motor skills. <laughs> Whereas Barton's dumping like chips into his pudding. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Why am I dipping these chips into the pudding? I should be putting the pudding in with the chips. Yeah, <laughs> that works. You know. I'm, I'm particularly looking forward to something called the munchies stage. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of creating this, this sea bass with an aggressive zinfandel. <laughs> So yeah, 
that, that was my episode 11, I think, yeah, like, that plus the wee side plot of, like, Fusion the Advert and the Ferry, he's a girl, now. Nah. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you about some of my relationships, you know, over, but actually, when you've had this happen to you, I made that a big, big ball. <laughs> but then, obviously, Fraser, like, two, two Fraser Christmas that involve Freddy, like, being a full, because I've also season three, episode nine, that's Fraser Grinch, where it shows also Fraser has a bad track with Gisp, also, how perfect he wants to make Christmas for Freddy, and you know how much I love this episode, I've re- waxed lyrically about it before. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, particularly just for the line with, uh, well, he opens a box, like, this is for Franklin Crane and Penny Bumble. Well, do you know what this means? The trains of Maine have got your living brain. <laughs> the cranes of Maine have got your living brain. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, at the start where uh, Midnight Mark, where uh, uh, Roz is there and he's like, eh, well, uh, Maris and I have separated. Oh my God, this is so <laughs> shocking. We can't come it down to Lula. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole thing Maris has cancelled your credit cards whoa Merry Christmas <laughs> <laughs> they're all in her name like my like my car service and my phone <laughs> no no what, what else is it like they're all in her name and then what what is it he goes through when he listen, when he's listing the things that are in her name car service no I think he's a car something like that and like oh, you're just saying all these things that are like they're all in her name and also and my phone service <laughs> and then like the, the stuff where he opens up aren't like dad if I give you okay I have one thing that I want and I think the cheek of Martin saying that when he knows what's inside for Fuja doesn't like if I give you one thing who knows where it might lead and then he shows the apartment all decorated like oh my child two Christmases except mom isn't here to say shut up your feelings <laughs> I used to love all this stuff when I was six when I was seven I started having questions <laughs> when I was eight I started spending a lot more time with the Bernsteins and then like the oh, send his legs to the chimney. Oh yes. As far as in particular festive nightmares the year I found them under your bed. Uh so yeah, pretty sure. And Niles going in the toy store as well, it's particularly funny. Like some physical comedy you think about it. Uh don't bit some physical comedy. What's it what's it do now? It's bleeping. Oh, I wonder what else it can do. Let's see if it protects your head. <laughs> oh ecto goo. Yeah. It's vaguely scientific, but what can you learn from this? Well, for one, you can learn never to wear our money to a toy store. <laughs> but I know the three you particularly love the middle one, episode 10, the Merry Christmas, Mrs. Maskowitz. Yeah. Another very quotable Christmas uh, special. Jesus! <laughs> I understand. It's your, it's busy, your busy time. time. We're Jewish. Oh, play along. Okay. In fact, by this point in the season, in the show's run, Niles just goes along with it like, how we get to that? I mean, Papa, stop it! What if they're expecting Jewish wine? I don't have any of that. Well, it's just like regular wine. Try it, this. It's dreadful. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, who has a toast? Niles? Uh, Mazel tov. Next year in Jerusalem. We take it down a bit. The man who's supposed to play, do the number for Jesus Christ Superstar slipped in the shower. I found like a man who dropped the, who can walk on water. Yes, it's dripping with irony now. <laughs> and then the, the argument with uh, Faye and her mother, like, sit down, we're nearly done. And then later on, Faye and Martin, they're like, they were hugging by now. <laughs> we never should have tried this, we're not Jewish. 
Maybe Mrs. Berkowitz could give us some pointers. She's out of town. Oh, okay. I love living here. I always have. Really? Well, no, not really. I just thought it'd get us to the hog. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, just like all three of these episodes, I mean, less are a uh, high holiday, but high holiday is enough good stuff going for it. I'd say if it's main thing of uh, of Nails being high, like realize he's never really rebelled as a kid, so he's trying to prove something to his dad. But like the other two episodes, particularly, just everything is working in those episodes. I never rebelled. Hmm. I never did. I was always very good. Ah uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. I bloody was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you were never. No. <laughs> he said he puts his joint away. I'm not smoking anything, it's just nothing. <laughs> it's an imaginary thing. No, I think you're, you're thinking of some imaginary things because you've smoked enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, but yeah, all these lips and everything's like firing on all cylinders. And like, I, mean, I forgot to even mention the bit in, in uh, Fraser Crinch with uh, him reading the the only go turd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mama, he said upon meeting the merchant's wife. <laughs> mm. One night, one dark, windy night. What am I, a robot? <laughs> and to and all, a good night. But moving out with the Christmas, it's on a, a episode 12. This is another later season one. This is the one I for, I almost forgot about until I was putting this together. And over. Oh, yes, I need to have this yeah, one in now. 12 to go. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, am I keeping you from something? I don't believe so, no. Then what are you complaining about? Just to be me. I knew Well, these are very cool. These are episodes we're talking about, don't you? But, uh, it's season 8, episode 12, the show must go off. <laughs> I die, oh, Horatio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's awful. Cats. I love, love cats. cats. Jackson <laughs> Headley. <laughs> Yeah, where have you been, man? I don't know, attending the theatre, getting haircuts. Which I think by this point in Kelsey Grammer's life, it's a bit of a, a low move to take, given how much hair he actually had on his head. He keeps it tidy. Mm. Well, like, I do like the idea of this Shakespearean actor, now just known for the sci-fi, because so many like well-known, like serious actors done this, like obviously Patrick Stewart has done Star Trek and everything. Mm. Derek Jacobi is particularly famous too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I'm very sure Ian Mc... Not particularly sci-fi, but Ian McKellen's like a Shakespeare actor, but he's done a lot of nerd culture, like Lord of the Rings, X-Men, things like that. I, th- I think him and Derek Jacobi, Jacobi done a, a TV series where they were a catty old gay couple as well. <laughs> I don't think it uh, went very successful. No, I think they only did one series yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. They did it for the BBC. I remember it, though. Yeah. I remember it. But, uh also, I think uh, so. This also may be like reference to like 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 Patrick Stewart being in Star Trek, who would cameo in Frasier later on. But I think it's also meant to like see it as like Alec Guinness, yeah. who played Obi Wan in the original Star Wars, and famously did not like Star Wars. Uh, and well, but, who does? Well, I do. <laughs> but anyway, also I found uh, I heard a couple of funny stories about Alec Guinness from Mark Hamill, like uh, well, well. One of them was from Carrie Fisher about Mark Hamill and Alec Guinness, but another one is from Mark Hamill. Like Carrie Fisher once said in an interview that uh, Mark Hamill was like a big fan of Alec Guinness. He was geeking out about like <laughs> like getting him eaten and everything, and then like doing stars. Like I said, apparently one point on set, uh, uh, Alec Guinness eventually because he was annoyed at all the questions about acting and everything that 
uh, Mark Allen's given him, he gave him $20 to go away. <laughs> and then he, the Mark Allen talks about a time meeting him where he kept calling him Sir, Al, Sir Alec and everything, or Sir Alec and this, and uh, apparently uh, Alec <coughs> gets cut him off mid sentence and lightly slapped him in the face. He goes, I want to be known by my name, not my accolade. And so Mark Allen goes, so, so, that, so I just responded, okay then, how about I call you Big Al? <laughs> But anyway, it's, so Fraser and Ailes get all like high up in this thing, like, and they think like we could be this, we could televise this, you know, franchises, t-shirts, you know. Mm. Thank God we saved him from this horrible sci-fi career, <laughs> like convention meeting greets, and they think they saved him, but they don't want to do a similar thing, just a bit of serious Shakespearean thing. Mm. Then they're like, they see him actually acting, like, like surely, surely it's just like, you know, maybe he's maybe he's a bit rusty, and then they watch out the tape from when he was they were young, and he's like. He's awful. <laughs> we were just too too young to see it. Also, the fact that they're even the real reason they're at that convention in the first place to meet Jack Knightley, I think it's quite ironic, is that uh, they're looking for X Men comics for Frederick, mm. given the fact that Kelsey Armour are going to star in X Men as Beast. Mm. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm. If, uh, it, it goes to I think the same from a lot of people, especially someone like Frazier at the of, at the time of like people who are nerds. Like, can't believe I'm actually trolling this convention for X Men comics. I feel like I'm. Contributing to the you no know, dwindling of my son's intellect. <laughs> so why so why are you even getting them? Because I said no to the nose ring. Mm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it. That's a good episode, I think, from the end of towards the end of uh, season eight. Like they're talking about because like it goes to show their their love of uh, of Shakespeare and everything. And also the guy who plays Jackson Headley. I've never I don't think I've ever actually seen him in anything else, but he's it's very good. You you know what's the thing of a good actor where they act very good at Have being. Have you seen the Fifth Element? No. Well, we'll need to remedy that at some point. Anyway, he uh, he plays the priest in that. Anyway, he uh, he you don't you know someone's a good actor when they do a good job of portraying someone who's a bad actor. Mm. So, so uh, that that's why that's episode in there. But now with some very talkworthy episodes coming up here, season. Three episode thirteen, Moondance. Oh yeah, very notable episode directed by Kelsey Armour, the first one he ever directed. She had fantastic legs. She did. She really did. But again, it's a pivotal moment in the thing between Daphne and Nails, where it almost looks like that Nails is getting bigger with Jackson Taylor, and then because he's saying all these things about her in front of all these people, mm. he doesn't care about it. But then she at the end assumes that he's like, you know, getting into the role. I uh, get into the role and everything, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then, but then at the end of it, he does get a woman to ask him if he wants to go dancing. Mm. <laughs> but I love that Fraser also kills the camera's written himself out of the episode so he can focus on directing, and then he comes back at the end, and then he sees uh, Nels and Daphne leaving later, and he's like, Dad, what was that? Like, Dad, I'm still on vacation. All the since the says, I'm not here. And then we see them leaving. Dad, what was that? Eddie, do you hear something? <laughs> Sounds like Fraser, but can't be. He's still on vacation. He's not here. Dad, what was that? Was that a date? <laughs> yeah, it's just the, them doing like the, the dancing and everything. Mm. Uh, just like so, I think it's just a very nice episode uh, between them. Like it's nice. I think it's the most focused Jane Jane Leeds had gotten really in it. Mm. So like she had like episodes like Daphne's room and things like that. But it's nice that also the fact that her and David Hibbs are going to take center stage and. So another avenue of like their their relationship, mm. given that Kelsey Graham basically purposefully took himself out of it to focus on the directing of it. And the, the dance was great. The dancing was great. The dance was really great. I mean, both of them were great in that mm. scene. 
Yeah, and it's also like Freight Niles, uh, you know, he's again talking about reputation, which is a big focus for him, especially after he and Maris break up. Mm. I'm like thinking, like, he has to go to this event because there are all these people who, like, think are all like acting as if he's like struggling after the divorce. And I'm like, is there anything we can do? Please let us know. How about a murder suicide pact? <laughs> but let's. I don't know what else to say about that, because I want to really talk about this. Episode 14, it couldn't be anything else. Season 5, episode 14, Ski Lodge. <laughs> Good cool. job. It could be summarised in a few simple words. You're not the crane I want. You're not even the sex I want. <laughs> Can Naz and I please have some privacy? I am not gay, gee. <laughs> Oh, it's a threesome here after, is it? <laughs> well, I don't do those anymore. <laughs> just a casual the anymore is just slid in there. <laughs> and how oblivious Martin is to all the the sexual tension going on, but misplaced to other people who don't realise it's with hey, other people. Hey, hey, you keep down people are trying to sleep. Oh, my ears must have popped. Well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his ears get all blocked up. It plays a big role in all the confusion that would escalate with yeah. the people going into each other's rooms. Ah, oh, you know, this this does not offend you. Ah, oh, I say go for it. Now he's got rid of a so-called wife. You are a wonderful father. Yeah. I forgot to Didn't she have a little? How was it? How was your term? Stupid. <laughs> I'm talking about Annie and everything like that. Mm. Uh, and her, like, Pervy Fraser could be a room tour, but then... Pervy uh, is Annie. No, but then, like, he... Uh, I think he assumes that, uh, that Annie and Daphne are lesbians and everything like... No, please, don't fight your true feelings. Stop chasing these lesbians. 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 <laughs> and then Fraser her offended at the end, like... Let's see. All this... All the tension. All the fair one. Swinging. Across the room, of this large snapped, and no one was chasing me. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, so like all the classic kind of like hijinks, like the misunderstanding, like this, the doors, all the doors being connected, everybody doesn't, nobody knows where they're going. Like, and that phase, Niles takes down into one room and wants to tell how he feels, and then all of a sudden. The door, the lights come on. Fraser's there thinking he's waiting for Annie. <laughs> and then he comes to the direction, there's Guy, the. They don't even the six I want. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what else to, to say about mm. the skills. There are some episodes that are just so great. Like, if you're a Fraser fan, you you know. You just know, right? That's true. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll go on to episode 15 then because I'll just be quoting episodes at this point. But, cool. Uh, Season 5, episode 15, Room Service. Oh, that's a good one. Further f- developed on from the Louise thing we saw in Little Thanksgiving, the, the back and forth, the jays, yeah. and that, nails, and well, it seems like they're finally going to like resolve their differences. And then, well, they certainly resolve them. But then Fraser worries about like this, this, the tension between him and Lilith, like, and we get to see, despite how cold she's portrayed and uptight she is, that uh, Lilith, and by extension, you know, being New Earth, is a very attractive woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, even un, un you know, nobody pays attention as much attention to that as they should. But like like but like he shows how attractive he is to her and like uh, I think it's the episode where he goes to Nails and goes because uh, like Nails at first is still annoyed, uh, when he hears Lilith there goes, Oh, 
That explains why blood was dripping from my faucet this morning. <laughs> uh, so, uh, there you go. Uh, and I think that I think is this the episode where her husband left. Yeah, our we realize that our husband has left her, and it's like you know, no sooner do I get the dream cloth that I want, but my husband comes out of it. <laughs> he wanted someone more feminine, and he found so, him. And then just Nelson feels like him. <laughs> I felt bad for him when I wanted to give her a cuddle. Yeah, and then, like, they, like Daphne and Marjorie, when they hear she's coming, like, she's coming here, you never said she was coming here. Did you know about this? You never said she was coming here. It's just a rendezvous, yeah. It'd be more sympathetic. Her husband had left her <coughs> for a man. And then and they says it to you, your husband left her for a man. Hmm. Oh, dad, five bucks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, I'll say, Nail says, got his narcolepsy because of the. Divorced and everything, mm. and uh, he's and then it was he's so focused on trying to get uh, Fraser away from all that he, he accidentally ends up sleeping with her, and it, it seems like they forgot about it, but then they briefly mention it in another episode later on. Mm. <laughs> and then, like, I do like the moment between Niles and Fraser's house where what is that little bit when he's like, I learned when you kiss her, you get an ice cream headache, <laughs> yeah. He Niles says to Fraser, like, Are we okay? No, but we will be. <laughs> so good to so that they'll get like through the and like the, all the guy who's the room service guy just has reactions to everything. But, <laughs> okay. To like to, until like the third one. I love the one where he's like, uh, where's the cart? <laughs> <laughs> Still, food in the bathroom. <laughs> I, I was gonna eat my eggs Benedict, you know, while you know, catch up with eggs Benedict. <laughs> and, and they're like, ah, oh, I see. Well, you two have resolved our issues. The waiter has made a handsome tip, and it's not even 9.30. Uh, and he goes back, I knew you couldn't stay mad at us. I'm in a bathrobe, you jackass. I'll move on to episode 16. I'll go back to season 3. Uh, I almost forgot about this, but... Uh, Look before you leap the leap year episode. Uh, children pointing. <laughs> Y'all love that. <laughs> and then ending with Fraser kind of bottling it on the uh, the song that's uh, something and something and <laughs> And then everybody Mr. laughing. Mr. Maury's hair design. Children pointing. <laughs> Your, Your fault. This is as as I think it is. How. How that do you think it is? <laughs> and then you got Rose with the uh, the guy that she met on the, the bus or whatever. And then uh, turns out he's married. A little bit worried. Why is that? Oh, my wife listens to this. Yeah. Wait, you're married? Yeah. Like, and she starts like, getting the, yeah. and he's talking about true love and everything. He ducks around. Hopefully it works out for me as much as it has for Rose. Looks around and she's hitting the guy with the. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. An example of Fraser maybe not being the best psychiatrist in this instance because oh, no, uh, no. Uh, his advice goes uh, very, very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so just for that, all just for the buttons and both, and for Daphne, just all oh, hair off. It's like she's very like, she's going, yeah, fault. <laughs> and then her and Martin watching Fraser bottling it and just laughing at him. Mm. Uh, I'll move on to episode 17. This is a personal favourite of, of mine. Uh, I think it's almost like a spiritual sequel to My Coffee with Nails. Mm. Uh, the Dinner Party. Oh, that one. Uh, black ball. <laughs> well, why? We don't question the black ball. We just <laughs> accept it. With... And then you're there like, wait a minute. You used all your black balls. 
Let's not uh, That's right up of Vic. So it was Missy Cromwell. Well, what are my party? And then because they're switching the dates and Martin switching the dates for his uh, for his uh, uh, poker night and everything. Then the thing with the side plot with Daphne and, and uh, Roz looking for a dress that will suit uh, Daphne. And mm. then like there was a dress that the dude doesn't wear anywhere that she could. But then she then she ends up wearing Roz's dress and then Roz ends up wearing a dress that Daphne. Like, didn't want to wear earlier, and like, oh, shut up, I look like a whore. I know <laughs> yeah. you think I look like a whore. No, I didn't say that. I said it make me look like a whore. No, like, no, I know you think I look like a hooker. No, I didn't say that. I said it made me look like a hooker. <laughs> what are you looking for? Oh, you found your, your bottle. Yes, I did. Good for you. Aren't you so smart? I am so smart. Mm-hmm. I am the greatest. The greatest? The greatest, yes. Hurry up and sit down, man. I'm sitting down. Don't hustle me, man. <laughs> so yeah, just like the what thing the between... Hell? Oh, there it is. This is the between thing between like, Frasier and Nell again, like, and I have to focus on them to just try and put a party together, and then get the, the thing that you get the one, you get that other one. Yeah. I think the whole thing is a little... Is that still on? Oh. Like, what, what possible good end is there to that sentence? Personally, I think the whole thing is just a little what? And they're like, and they try to argue who gets, like, you know, it's all your fault, you know? You, there was a divorce you've cleaned on me. What, do you think she's talking about me? Yes, you get that Fraser, you get that Niles. <laughs> Smell that. Oof. Jesus fuck. Maple. Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, my nail says something stupid, and Peter goes, Oh, you are so that other one. <laughs> and uh, eventually, they, they decide not to do the, the part. <laughs> uh, it goes, I'm a black ball here. I need to get out myself. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, oh, but then we go into another very, very cool one. I don't know what else I can say about this. Episode 18 of season 4 Ham Radio. Oh. Well, they shut Look out, he's got a nug. A gun. A gun is what he's got. <laughs> just the look on Fraser's face at this point, like everything else that's possibly going wrong is going wrong, and then this happens on top, but he's just like, he's going to crack, like, a gun. A gun is what he's got. But, but you can't take that, that's out. You can't. That's my past by my boyhood and sorry. <laughs> Deal with the guilt, it's cut. I, I don't care <laughs> anymore. Only great, isn't it? Never more to thumping through the fields with my school shop. The next bullet blew his head clean up. Hello, I'm now Nigel's brother. And I used that accent on the London stage. Maybe their standards are different to mine. <laughs> <laughs> and so did, so did I, the last of I remember. Of the first ever smuggler. Hello, I'm the ice cream man. I go to school with Nigel. <laughs> this is turning into a bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, like, this is why I like TV. I want to see these things. <laughs> I'll try not to say out the name of the murderer. Oh, Grey as a cop. I always hated when people did that. Mm. So, yeah, you told me the voice actor guy, like, yes, I also said that my my German was too, sounded more Austrian, my Irishman sounded more Protestant than Catholic, and my dwarf was too tall. <laughs> and your other McAllister, she's not quite spinster now. <laughs> and then Nails is, like, tricked into doing all those roles, like, where were you, Pippo? I was at the movies, <laughs> <laughs> and then Roy's with our fucking uh, our dental surgeon. Uh, I can't believe one of my gifts could be a murderable murderer. 
That's easy for you to say. <laughs> so go you call. I thought I thought I heard when I come out. I believe I heard some sort of exotic accent. Inspector. Inspector, ow. And then you got Bill like he's always all cocking like, Mr. Wing. Mr. Wing. <laughs> ah, yes, the often mute Mr. Wing. Oh, where's the bell? <laughs> Mr. Wing was a, was a mute in the rehearsals. <laughs> I do love Daphne's kind of just occasionally wee lines like she doesn't give a fuck. Like the one where she's in the, where she's timing it when they're doing the rehearsals. Like, mm. sound. Niles, sound of ominous music, emphasizing trouble ahead. <laughs> or when that guy stones it, sound of door slamming. Mm. So yeah, I think again, like again, no wasted motion at all in this episode. What once some of the top Frasier episodes do so perfectly. Mm. You can see you have a perfect season of Frasier without having this episode no. in there. Then I take it down a little bit to a more another emotional episode. What number are we on now? Nineteen. Oh god. I'm sorry, am I boring you? No. Good. Anyway, season 8, episode 19 to be exact. This is the last one from any of the early seasons, because actually after this point, I go between the episode seasons 1 and 2 for the last few episodes. Cool. This is season 8, episode 19, Daphne Returns. Now, I, I didn't expect that was an episode on my list, but that's where she comes back from the clinic when she yeah, loses all yeah, that weight. Yeah, I know, I know. I didn't expect that was on my list, but then I watched uh, it back and... You know, they've not, you find out they've not had sex, which surprises some people. And I think is also how, it, it, it focuses a lot on Niles, you know, how much he's longed for Daphne. And like, it gives you an angle that you didn't really think about before this point, And that she's now learned that he's been in love with her for over like seven years and everything. And mm-hmm. she realised that maybe she gained so much weight because, you know... Uh, she was worried about this expectation they would take however like he even wants her to wear this dress that he watched she wore in Moon Nance, and like you see them like Fraser and Niles do this like moment where they're watch they're looking back at previous moments between him and mm. her and Daphne and Fraser basically is trying to be the voice because Niles does act like an apps like a right cunt in one scene in this. He so, does. But he rightfully is called out by even by, by Martin and, and Fraser, even though Martin made a lot of fad jokes about uh Daphne and everything, like as soon as she walks out of the room, uh you hear uh, Martin, and, Martin and Fraser immediately look at Niles to see like, what the hell's your your problem, man? Mm. So it's good that Niles has these people that can call her out. Like he feels like he's been blamed for all this and everything, and uh, Fraser is trying to well, get it through. Being to... rightly so. Yeah. Uh, and Fraser's trying to basically get it through to him. Like it's not about you. Like you need to try and see this clearly. Like, you need to talk to to Daphne about this and everything. Like mm. and, and the idea of like he's worried. Like obviously, like mm. if like the idea of like this relationship with her won't be like he thought it would be mm-hmm. and then like he tries to uh, he admits some things that he's lied to about he goes Daphne I don't like your cooking like mm. you're a terrible cook and then Fraser and Martin leave and as they leave Martin goes God bless you son <laughs> and then she goes like oh I'm sorry it's not as good as some of your pretentious posh who you think I'm pretentious you'd eat a worm if I gave it a French name <laughs> and then they start arguing start like getting stuff all like you're too, you're too stuffy about your opera. You never give opera a chance. <laughs> and then they end up, you know, having yeah. sex. And then Niall says that smile in the coffee house and Fraser just knows. And he goes, you know what the best part is, Fraser? It wasn't at all like I imagined it. <laughs> Which I think was a nice close to the episode. So yeah, a bunch of like very funny, quotable, like quirky episodes. And then just this wee emotional one. And like, you need sometimes mm. you need to bring it down a wee bit and then be brought back up again. 
So that's, that's my reasoning for bringing that episode in. Well, that's a good reason. Mm-hmm. So I chose carefully for my later season episodes. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. yeah. I'm picking and choosing, yeah. But from here on, it's pick, good... Pick, 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 pick. From here on, it's episode... It's, season, it's good. It dance between seasons one and two. Go on, then. Uh, season two, episode 20, Breaking the Ice. Are we on 20 now? Yes, we are on the uh, ice fishing episode. Yeah. <laughs> and Niles comes in with all the gear on the... Call me Ishmael. <laughs> the fish will certainly see him coming. Well, yes. the salesman certainly did. <laughs> so, I remember when uh, Daphne, he used to go because Daphne said something about her brother and his, her brothers and her, their friends. You know, and like, oh, it looks so man. I couldn't wait to date Friday, fan Friday, Kippus. <laughs> I'll go life fishing with you, Dad. <laughs> uh, and then they go, we like, who's your hot buttons, Dad? What am I going to sit on? The auger's free. <laughs> And you got Fraser there, and the whole relationship between all three of them is on display here. Like, they talk about how the dad has never technically said that he loves them or anything. And they're all sitting drinking Jim uh, Beam. Mm-hmm. I'm not, well, I'm, I'm, what am I drinking? I'm drinking Samuel Joe's Honey Bourbon. Which, yeah. as you you have smelt, you would tell, smells very maple-y. It does, yeah. Yeah. Smells like one of those maple cakes or some kind of yeah. thing, yeah. Very strong. Yeah. Very rich. Uh, but yeah, like, and now Martin's like, they were Kurt, and Martin has a moment of vulnerability, like, they were Kurt, maybe I want to say it, but it uh, doesn't mean I don't feel it. Mm. You know, you said it to Duke, you said it to Eddie, oh, that was different, I said I love him. Yeah. <laughs> we take it, I love ya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, uh, they talk about Peter outside, and, uh, and then he's like, I wrote my name outside, at the bar, and then from Niles, though. <laughs> I heard that, I was like, this is so exhilarating. For the first time in my life, I peed outdoors. Later, a cup of coffee, I'll go back out and dot the eye. <laughs> then he does the I love you, and then, like, yeah. oh, look at him, he's blushing, I love you. <laughs> and then oh, the guy, yeah. and then that one, the police man goes in and he goes, yeah, we love you. Yeah. yeah. We love the yeah. And also, kind of like, going back to you, what I said about Fraser, like, cherishing the apartments, like, like his dad being there before his dad comes about, you see, Daphne enjoying the, having the apartment just they all just kind of wandering around enjoying mm. it before she opens the door and they all come back in like oh it'll be quite a f- what a f- f- right, it'll be a great weekend without your dad here care to make it perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> Fraser you don't you don't want to go with us do you oh fine if you're going to nag me about it I'll go <laughs> and uh, I like the ending of the episode when they're all coming back and Martin's got a good haul of fish Rachel's got a decent all of us and Niles goes around and he's got a couple of wee teddies. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. <laughs> you know. But, but Mark, Niles, even though, like, before he, he lied about kind of like, oh, I want to get a clean closest to dad as you have, Frazier, he kind of, that kind of has his reasoning here from coming along, like, and learning all these fish facts, even though he, deep down, is, like, miserable. He's like, but, you know, it's good for you, Frazier. You at least have the decency of being miserable. I have to pretend like I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Uh, so I think that's a, a really fun like one episode between all three of them because like, most of the episode is them and like the eighth fish like Kevin like he said he had a Kevin on the lake I didn't think it was literally on the lake and then the throwing the keys like here you go oh nice nice catch me you throw like a girl <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the episode right after that in season two in episode twenty one thing is also solid uh, especially for nails an affair to forget. One where uh, it seems like Niles may be cheating on Niles with her fencing instructor. The, remember the fencing sort of the German. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Gunnar. Yes. He says, apologize. He didn't, he didn't, he did not steal your shoes. My shoes? My shoes? Yes, there may have been uh, some issues in, issues in translation. No, it's Pato, it's Poza. Oh. She said she, that she used to work for uh, a German family that moved to South America. Just after the war. <laughs> she said she moved for a, she worked for a German family moved to Argentina. Just after, after the, the war. war. <laughs> like, Anga, oh yes, now that's what we need, a fourth language. <laughs> I, I am a multiple time fencing champion. Look at this man. He was probably born with a sword and he probably avoided his own cesarean. Oh. <laughs> uh, like, Marta, you said Mrs. Crane was in the box. See, Mrs. K. No, that's Mr. Crane. Damn, Marta, damn you and your pronouns. Just Nails is sitting looking all sad and he's, uh, he's saying, like, Marta has trouble with her pronouns. Can you imagine how she'd cope in this current world of fucking pronouns? <laughs> damn you, Marta, Christ. and your pronouns. <laughs> Christ almighty, have you heard the amount of these things that are out there now? It's I don't want to get into it right now. But, uh, craziness. Yeah. Also, the fact that uh, Freezer and Martin and Green like, we can call him. If we call him, I think there's something wrong. we got to be strong for him. And he opens the door. Hey, buddy. And he's all sad. Like, oh, come here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, and he's also like, you can even confront her about it. And then it was like... I do like the uh when Freeze are trying to deal with it on uh deal with uh like the thing with like trying to ease suspicions on mm. like onto the wife on the radio like well if I could help uh Gretchen and Gunnar. Gretchen and then he tries he translates through Martin like Oh damn you Martin your pronoun <laughs> and then uh like uh, put Gretchen on. What were they got? Or should I tell the guy who lo- thinks he's in love with his sister? Oh tell him we're all been there, well chin up. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, also, like the thing with the the the, uh, the thing with Martin and Nails doing that scene where they're building the. So you want to build a three master scooter? Here's what you'll need. Just hand me the that thing there. Oh, you get it at step sixteen, not a moment sooner. <laughs> you want to build a three master scooter? And he accidentally snaps it. Yeah. So you want to build this new two master sooner? <laughs> and they're talking about different things. Oh, that's a brigade. No, that's a this thing. Oh, don't a brigade. It's just when you just it's when you just don't give a damn anymore. And Martin just gets up from this table. Oh. Come back to season one for a second for season episode 22. Yeah. I have here author, author. Oh. Also, you the, stole my, my mummy. <laughs> oh, you're, I'm getting a flashback. You're climbing in my crib and jumping on me. Uh. <laughs> and then, like, it's more of a my nails is into. Well, you're only idiot and finished all the damn macadamia nuts. Oh. The fat lady is song, look, let me type it out for you. It's over. <laughs> My fingers are pissed over the keyboard. I am waiting. waiting. I've now I just had an epiphany. Oh good. You could use a second sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was about to be more of his insecurities from uh, the from the episode two that I mentioned like about like fine and he goes on theatrical on I've been the one who's been published in psychological journals. I'm on the head of psychiatry, board of psychiatry, but sure big fat face they put on the side of buses. I do not have a fat face. Oh please, I keep wondering how long you can keep storing those nuts for winter. Well at least I'm not spindly. Who are you calling spindly? Fat you face spindly? Fat face spindly Fat face spindly Now, <laughs> <laughs> please, we're science we're a psychiatrist that pugilists. Can't believe you've ever that <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly, 
his hair, Fuji's hair being all professory and out there and all disheveled. He does look a bit like crusty, I think. <laughs> uh. <laughs> also, around this point, this like season 20 to 22 here for both seasons 1 and 2, a strong episode. That to throw in an honourable mention for Travels with Martin, which I couldn't include. Yeah, well, I'm curious. What is your 23rd episode? Because I want to know what your last one is. I'm sure I know where it is. Uh, episode 23, I think, is another obvious one. It is... Uh, as uh, the innkeepers. Also, the honourable mention to Fraser Queen's day off. Big blue flash. Cherries off. everywhere. Oh, take just take the eels out of the tank. Not till I'm sure they're dead. Oh, for oh. God's sake! <laughs> I think the eel was very stiff. I'm sure Niles was as well. <laughs> well, getting stiff at that would be odd. Yeah, but I think it's just. Daphne in general. Oh. Got the mayor out there at his table. We've got two people from the Immigration Bureau. <laughs> Half the, the kitchen running out like, any more bombs you'd like to draw? Who should we, who we got to get to wait tables? Hey, Fraser. Raj. Mm. What do you have, buddy? Oh, I'll just wait for Raj. I'd order one now. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Brothers Restaurant. Oh, yeah, sure. Where, where, we at? We, where would it be? Fire damage or non-fire damage? <laughs> So yeah, again, I, talk, I, I, may, I feel like a broken record, but again, nothing is wasted in this episode. No, no. no. Oh, do you know what I love in this episode? Otto. Yeah. Like, who, is, who is this? It's the voice of God. God. <laughs> who is this? It's, it's Dr. Cray. It's always Dr. Cray. I'm the only one. What, we, we want the whole damn restaurant. Lady. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. I hate it when we get crowded. There's like one other perfect customer there. Yeah. Well, it's all... It's just, it's hard enough, it's fancy enough to intimidate the riffraff name. We'll have an unlisted phone number. Oh, uh, why is that there? I'm going to have some armed machine guns on the roof. And a guard posted outside. Like, oh, I wish we could do something about that damp corner by the bathroom. Oh no, that's not a damp corner. That is the enchanted grotto. <laughs> now it's the grotto. Oh, bulldog. <laughs> sure, I guess to our finest table. We've been more exciting innovations in the weeks to come. Like our new drive through window. <laughs> Car number 23 is ready, sir. So. <laughs> well, that went down the wrong way. Body iron brewing maple bourbon. Yeah, no. Needs must and all, you know. Needs must, yes. Needs yes. must. But yes, two really good... Uh, uh, episodes there involve Fraser Nails as dynamic, uh, which also we brought back by uh, by Martin. Like, like no, the book you tried to write together that was a bad idea. The restaurant you tried running that was a bad idea. The oh, that book was still the worst thing. No, I think it was the restaurant was yeah. <laughs> no, the restaurant was still pretty dumb. But why don't we try it? We round out the trifecta with another great Fraser and Nails episode. And Paul, you probably called it from the beginning. Sound like people did. Can I see what it is, perchance? Is it my coffee with nails? It is my coffee. Wow, with what nails. a surprise that is for you to pick that as the last episode in your list of greatest episodes for a season. And it may seem predictable, it may seem like a basic end, given what I've said before, but given that what I've said before, how could I not? I'm surprised you didn't pick the episode with young Stephen, though. <laughs> Every time I open my heart. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember which one that was. Ah, Stephen! Just Steve. Steve. <laughs> that was the episode when we went and were cast out of Nervosa with the with uh, with uh, the glasses man. Uh, what was it? His uh, fucking uh, face. Uh, you know the guy. Uh, okay. But yes, like Paul, 
No, just uh, taking away from what I've said about the episode in the past and how much I love it as a season finale and as an episode in general. <laughs> it's one of the, probably one of the first episodes I probably gave two thumbs up to. Yeah, but it's a, it's a fantastic episode. But it really it's a, is. It's a Fraser fan. How can you not love this episode? Ah, there's so there's so much to take away from this episode. I mean, it's funny, but it's subtly funny. <laughs> you know. You get a lot. You you flesh out both the characters. You really get a feel for the characters in this episode, mm-hmm. you know. And you get a good idea where where Fraser's mindset is after his first sort of year back in Seattle. Yeah. Seattle, you know. There's just there's so much good in this episode, you know. Especially satisfying if you've like followed Fraser from like Cheers to the first season of this show and like yeah how he settled in at the idea. Because like, it is a loaded question that a lot of people try to think like if the, who like the people who don't feel happy but they don't know what would make them happy, mm. and the idea the idea of like him thinking are you happy and everything, mm. it's, and the whole like running gag like of a um, he, he, he can't get like that cup of coffee. Mm. Like, right? She was always one of my yeah. favorite other actors in that like yeah. see the, the the coffee woman. Mm-hmm. She was cool. She was like she was like my Fraser version of Gunther. Yeah, she basically was. I think. Yeah. Like <laughs> also. Like when they mentioned like a wee bit, it was all about nails there as well. Like he's so he's not happy. Like yeah, we married and in love, but it's more of a, a a safe kind of of love. And then he goes to get coffee. Are you in love with Daphne? <laughs> like so, what you're saying is you'd like to stay married to Maris, but you'd like to have an affair with Daphne. Yeah, no, you would. No, you no, cannot. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, we now heard dads. Richard's on the the skirt on the threats of toast sweat. It's the skirts of our time. <laughs> And then, like, the woman comes over. Sir, you can't bring your dog in here. What? Who's, who said that? <laughs> what? <laughs> you went stone cold on you? Yeah. What? Uh, what? Uh. Well, I don't think that Roz likes me very much. Well, she likes you or dislikes you that is irrelevant. She hates you. She despises you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think in terms of, like, it kept, it perfectly runs off as a finale to this for that first season. Mm. So, as a, as a season finale, there are a few, I think, are good. Does that mean... Honorable mentions from season finales are, I think, probably like well, season two and three have strong season finales. With it, season two being the one with the party and yeah, everyone yeah. else looking for advice, and he's like, I, "Why, why isn't anyone asking me?" Uh, it's like dark victory. That one. Yeah, and then yeah. season three, I think, was uh, "You Can Go Home Again," where he listens back to his first show oh, yeah, yeah, and how yeah, he came yeah. up with "I'm Listening." Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, season. Uh, Four was not a good finale, Harry. I don't think. You know, it's a good uh, pick for an episode that I would put in there at some point. Good grief. Good grief. Yeah, again, that was like another own bench, but there were quite a few episodes that were good, but they were all, but they had similar numbers, so it was yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah. something had to go. So yeah, I've had and the one, the one uh, with with the you know the guy who. You know the one with the court trial with the two yes. cranes? Yes, Crane versus Crane. Yeah, that one, that's a good episode too. I think it was around episode 17 or 18 or that kind of period, but then they had some episodes that were more obvious yeah. for me. I had I couldn't not include, personally. But like also, yeah, yeah, an honourable yeah. mention, mention for the final episode, like for the final ever episode, oh. season finale, that's an honourable mention. Like, like I could have put that as my final episode because I'm encapsulating a perfect season. In terms of a finale, it's a strong finale, but oh, like I know, but it's but, so it's so somber. I know, but I know. So I don't want to be sad when I finish. It. I want to be satisfied when I finish you know, it. So that's why I chose my every, coffee with every nails. Every time I watch that episode, the last episode, you know that, that bit where Lord Fraser and nails are standing in front of each other and he goes, "I miss the coffees." Mm-hmm. Right in the feels, man. Uh-huh. Right in the feels every time. 
Mm-hmm. And that bit when when Martin where he's like, he's like thank you, Fraser. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, <laughs> you know, right in the feels. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I didn't want to feel too sad when I finished the scene. I wanted no, to. My coffee with nails is a good and feel good. It's a feel good end to a scene. And that's what you want, Fraser. You want to come away feeling good because everything you watch, Fraser. I don't know if it's just a me thing, mm-hmm. but everything like. I mean, I granted I don't get a notion to watch Frasier as often as I did now because I have watched it to death. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. But, you, sometimes it's nice to take a break. Yeah, but see, when I get into it and I watch a few episodes again, I always come away feeling generally good mm-hmm. from having just watched Frasier. I could watch like random episodes, you know what I mean? I could flick discs or whatever, but, yeah. you know, yes, people, there are some people that still use the physical DVD. I'd say it's barely, it's not really as avail, widely available on streaming that today for some reason. No, it's a sad thing. It's, a, it's on uh, 4OD, but it's cut mm-hmm. up to hell. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Well, they can't promote anything. They might be offensive, but you know, fuck them. But no, it's it's just great to watch Frasier sometimes, you know. Just make, puts you in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and that's what you want. So yeah, like, any, you know, any ones that I wish I could have probably included that I didn't were maybe would have been the finale... The uh, good grief, Fraser Crane's day off, uh, travels with Martin. Those kind of episodes yeah. are ones I, I wish I could have maybe included. Daphne, uh, they're plotting against me. Well, like the uh, the episode, uh, the one that the it's not my date, it's dinner. <laughs> Don't you're on the crane with Fraser Air. Don't tell me there's no cocoa. <laughs> 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 that one. <laughs> uh, that's good. So, is there any episodes that really stand out there? I've got the list here. I'll let you look at it again. No, I got you on the list, but I would have put some Cam Winston episodes in. Yeah, you know, like that episode with Cam's mum. That was <laughs> yeah. a good one. You know, well, it's only the one where the the flag comes over. Like, how did you do? That? Are we not in America? How did you do that? What? Cam Winston. Winston. It's still there the next day. I feel like I'm stuck and trapped inside a clown's pocket. So <laughs> huh. no episodes on there that you majorly disagree with, like because I know it's, it's, and it's just my view. And no, I think you've made a pretty good list there. I, I agree with them all. Right. So, you didn't. You didn't pick the Greek one. You didn't pick the cocktails. You definitely didn't pick that fucking shite hole episode with Nathan Lane. Because mm-hmm. that was a load of shit, that episode was. Sorry, Fraser, but it was. That was a faux pas. Yeah. But no, I think your list is good. I, I, I think it's a solid list. I'm good with the choices. You know? We definitely do need to do a, a, a top five of worst Fraser episodes. Because, Fraser, there are some flaws with Fraser that sometimes we need to mention, but then we can go back to say, well, here's what's good about can it. Can I assume. F- most of your five will involve Kate Costas. She'll be closer to number one, maybe. I don't know. The, the, I do want to, again, it's not, also an opportunity for us to again talk about how shit the Nathan Lane episode is. Because no. when you think about it as an actor, you look at him, Nathan Lane should have fit perfectly into the world of Fraser, much like Patrick Stewart does. Yeah, but he didn't, and Lee didn't but use but him it, right. But they chose the wrong part for him. Yeah, we did. We really did. And do you know what episode I don't much, much like either? Mm. You know that episode when Fraser really likes that dude that Roz is sleeping with? No. He's writing a book, he's like a sailor or some shit? No. Alright, oh, it's one of the later ones. Ah, uh, 
Well, clearly it didn't make much of an impact with me because uh, I have no memory of it whatsoever. Oh. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, Frasier. That's uh, my perfect season of Frasier uh, as, as based on rules that I found from a random YouTube video from my channel. His name I can't even remember, so I can't even give him credit. But once he remembers you, he'll give you credit, man. He will. So he will. If you are curious, if you are, I'm curious if any of you out there could potentially make your perfect failure episode using these principles, using these rules. What would you be? What would you change from what I have there? What would you? What are anyone do you most agree with? What ones would you not agree with me on? Are there any ones I've not even mentioned that you would pick? Let me know. Let us know at facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast. Like the Facebook page while you're there. Let me know on Twitter at Six or let us know on Twitter at SP Rambling. Yeah. Uh, make sure to check back where our other Frasier related episodes where we talked about most of the ones that we've talked about so far. We're in like yeah. midway through season six on our Frasier review. So go back to our back catalog on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, we're going to take a wee week break from Frasier. We're going to be back in two weeks' time to talk about some more Frasier episodes. We're going to do hope for four episodes because we didn't get the full three last time. But but in between time, we're going to go back to the order of wrestling, back to the new generation era, which we recently talked about on an episode where we learnt our like, uh, underrated new gen matches. Well, we're kind of just counting it in our opinion coming out of the new gen era, but we're still looking at In Your House. In Your House, Buried Alive. Ooh. A very noteworthy one. The very first Buried Alive match, as the name would suggest. But until then, uh, from Scott and Paul, yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> We thank you for listening to our free early rambling and our weird niche ramblings. Yeah. And we wish you a good day and good mental health. Health mental. Good. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building.